everybody. Welcome to All the Things with Joel One. We've made it to episode 13, believe it or not. Episode 13 coming at you right now, and we're doing another music corner. This music corner features two of my good friends and two local Napa musicians, James Folklore Yokoi and Mikey Reinhardt, currently playing in the band Weekend Youth. Weekend Youth have gone through some changes over the last few years, but they are Napa staples. They are the biggest band in Napa, and it was a pleasure to have them on the show. Both those guys are very talented and experienced musicians. And some people might say, why did I choose the rhythm section? Well, I am a member of the rhythm section, not of Weekend Youth, however I used to be in one of their formations, but as a drummer, I have a a soft spot for bass players and drummers, and I feel like singers and guitar players are always interviewed uh, or spoken to in conversation form on a podcast, which I would love to have Surf and James on here at some point. I'm sure they would come on if I asked them to, but I wanted to hear from Mikey and from Folklore. Those are my guys, the rhythm section. So we got Music Corner here with the guys from Weekend Youth. Before we jump into it, I want to play a little bit of Weekend Youth for you so you guys know what they sound like and so you can go run out and buy your tickets to the show. So without any further ado, a little bit of Weekend Youth. Trying to get out of this mess I'm in I don't know where I'm going but I know I've been The signs keep throwing me off Giving up on the person I've been They never really brought me any pleasure or pain It all just stayed the same Cause it takes more time Than I have patience I waste my time With the happiness like I'm blindfolded, like the world's spinning, like I'm lost in the dark. Try to see through it, gotta keep moving. I feel it deep in my heart. I gotta be me. That's a little bit of Gotta Be Me by Weekend Youth, the guys I got on the show this week. And I just got to say, listening to that again, shout out to the Canvas group, Rob and Nick, for helping Weekend Youth sort of hone their sound and get them to a different level. That is a really solid sounding recording, very modern, very good song. I'm happy for those guys. They're making it happen. Weekend Youth from Napa, coming up next on All the Things with Joel One. Hey, all right, here we are. Welcome to All the Things with Joel One. My name is Joel One, not Jalone. 
<laughs> just in case anyone was curious. That actually used to be a line in one of my raps. My friends say Jalone, but the name's Joel One. That's how I roll. Joel One is actually a nickname from when I was young. But today I'm here with two very special guests who are not named Surf or James. Actually, well, um, one of them is named James, yeah. but it's not the one you're thinking of. It's the superstar of the band Weekend Youth, <laughs> sure. James Folklore Yoke Yokoi, and the drummer percussionist extraordinaire, Mikey Reinhardt. What's up? How are you guys doing today? Good, good. Good, man. Thanks for having us. Ah, thank you for being on All The Things. We're going to do a little music corner, which we did once before. And, and I wanted to bring you guys on in specifically because I feel like Surf and James or Weekend Youth is sort of legendary Napa band, but you guys are sort of the unsung heroes of the band, in my mind. Everyone knows Surf and James, but how many people really know the real James Yokoi? I didn't even know his name was James for <laughs> a long time, dude. I, Yoke. Not yeah. Napa. Napa. No, literally, There's too many Jameses here. Yeah, literally in my phone, it says yolk and has an emoji of the cooked egg. <laughs> Close enough. Yeah. That's good. There you go. So you guys are in the band Weekend Youth. Uh, you've gone through some changes over the last year, two years or so, yep. uh, but yep. you're on sort of a, a nice path right now, wouldn't you say? I would say so, yeah. You've got your big show coming up at the Jam Cellars Ballroom. That's the big room, in case anyone is curious, at the uh, Jam Cellars slash Blue Note area over there on Main Street in Napa. How did you guys get that that upstairs room? How'd that work out? Um, So I think it probably started with our Blue Note show back in October? September. September, okay. Yeah. um, Our first show. Our first show. No, yeah, our first show as Weekend Youth. Um, we sold that place out and Cynthia, the booker kind of realized that and said, um, you know, she offered us a bunch of different, uh, um, shows other than that. What was the one with, uh, it was like the one that the roots played, um, the, the Down by the Oxbow Commons. Yeah. We got mm-hmm. offered one of those shows, but it wasn't the roots one. Oh yeah. Was, that would have yeah. been an interesting pairing. Yeah. 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 Who was it? I don't remember. Steve Miller band. No, it, it was like an alter, like a very acoustic-y, wasn't it? Yeah. Gin, gin blossoms. Did uh, they I don't, I have no idea. But anyway, so we, we were trying to figure out where we wanted to do our next home show and allow more people because unfortunately some people were turned away at the door at blue note yeah and so we wanted to make sure everyone got to see our performance and we're releasing our ep so we wanted it to be like a huge big party show that's good that's awesome Uh, have you been up in that room have you played up there i have yes yeah (laughs) we opened for your band (laughs) well since since it changed i mean like have you been up there since they've had all the new acoustics and stuff i haven't played i've just walked it's a lot better for rock music now yeah yeah, it's a lot better it seems like yeah you you do the clap test i played there i played there oh god uh probably like 2007 or yeah 2007 Back when it was the opera house yeah okay yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it'll be a big big difference for you I'm, you'll like it especially because you'll you're, the sound is is good it, it when i when we played there folklore yeah, was, and i the sound was whacked it was an opera house probably what you remember um but you know they, they've, they've done a lot of work there and it should be a really good show you got a good lineup there mm-hmm. who's playing with you the y-axis the y-axis the trims and um axes yeah that's what it is isn't it axes there's no i it's Y axes. It's spelled axes. 
<laughs> I'm pretty sure it's the y-axis. I could be wrong, and I apologize if I am, but... I just read it as axis. Well, yeah. We'll, we'll get them on the pod sometime. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> Clarify. Out. Clarify. Um, and, and then the trims, right? They're the playing? trims, and then our boy Alec Ferris from Oh, right, Napa right, right. Formerly Alec Lee. Alec Lee, yeah. yeah. His, I remember His him. real name. Yeah, he uh, he's a good kid. He he opened for us at the uh, the City Winery. Oh, sick, there. nice. So he's, he's played there before, too. And the trims... They've actually played Napa a little bit. They've played here a couple times. Oh, cool. Uh, they played a Bottle Rock. They played... Uh, they with, played they, Blue Note, too, with us. Right, and they played... Oh, they uh, did, didn't they? Yeah, that's where we got or we heard them from. They were really good. Was I a part of the band at I'm that point? I'm pretty sure. Wasn't that the September show? No, we had Hush. No, I, right. I feel like... I don't know that I played it, but... It, it might like, have been you, then, yeah. I, I feel like I remember the trims being... At, yeah, they, yeah, I remember it was they were him. on there. It was him, not me. Because I've seen them maybe, there. Maybe, was it the first Napa Live music show that you guys did over there? Like, last January mm. or something? I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, we did play Blue Note again at the beginning of January. Well, like January a, 5th. Yeah, as, that's when we announced our, our new name that <laughs> is not the old existing new name. <laughs> anymore. Yeah. Which is Fiddlesticks, right? That was the show. Yeah, Fiddlesticks. Yeah, we still get that. That um, <laughs> we got that last time we played Blue Note was Fiddlesticks. Yeah, people because, just call us anything now. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, Alec Ferris, um, the trims, the Y axes or axes, we don't know. <laughs> um, but I actually, I have a funny story how I met Alec. Okay. Um, so I was in a band called the Deadlies, and we opened for the um, the '90s sensation Smash Mouth. <laughs> at the Independent in San Francisco. Wow. And Alec Lee was the opener there, too. So he opened the whole show, then it was the Deadlies, then it was Smash Mouth. Got it. And so we just hit it off like, holy shit, why are we like playing with like Smash Mouth right now? <laughs> How and, was that show? Oh, it was sold out, dude. It was, it was one of the best shows I've ever played. No it was shit. really fun. It was really, really cool. Like, no... <laughs> No reason it should have been as cool as it was because, you know, Smash Mouth. They're super nice guys, though, actually. I was going to say, they have a I good energy it. about them. What? Dude, they got the life. <clears throat> you know, they, yeah. they got that hit yeah. that is undeniable that they'll have, they can play forever. <clears throat> yep. yep. So, and they, they played the shit out of that song. <laughs> it was sick, though. Um, they did, uh, after you get everyone out at the Independent, the whole bar um, opens up for the bands and you get to drink for free. So that was a fun yeah, time. There you go. Brought That's my nice. dad. It was cool. It was a cool <laughs> show. But yeah, I've played with Alec uh, in his project a couple times and once in LA. So mm. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of Alec and uh, I'm looking forward to actually playing beside him again. So it'll be cool. Yeah, I know Alec. Uh, he somehow met Justin from my old band. And we were doing a show at City Winery. I don't remember which one it was, but somehow Alec, he was really young at the time. He was like... He's still hella young. Yeah, he was a teenager. And somehow Justin was like, we got to get this guy to open the show. And he did, and I was really impressed. He, and he was a super sweet kid. He's a Su- monster super nice producer. Kid. He's really good yeah, at Yeah, I was going to say, music. I, I've heard a lot of his new music, and it's <clears throat> it's much different, and he's on a different level now, yeah, for sure. He's, he's so phenomenal. It, it should be an exciting show you're going right i'm planning on it what do you mean you're planning on it (laughs) i'm one of those guys like folklore was talking about earlier that hasn't bought a ticket yet. yeah buy a ticket the day before well buy your ticket don't be like joel one or jolene or joel whoever and buy your ticket yeah that's part of why they're here is to promote this show so anyone who has heard of this band don't wait go and buy the ticket that support your local musicians and your local music scene they need it you know it's true it's how the music scene is going to thrive 
Uh, so why I brought you guys on also was to talk a little music stories. Another reason I picked you two is because I feel like out of your band, you two guys have the most experience and have played in different bands and in different environments and probably have a slew of stories that We've you can come sluttiest. up with. Definitely. <laughs> if I you want to look at it that way. I think you've been sluttier than I have. I'm very slutty. Yeah, yeah. folklore. Who I'll play I, with anybody. I call him folklore. I don't know that anybody else does, but that's James over here. Uh, he told me that he prepared a list of all the bands that he's been in in preparation for this so that he could sort of conjure up the thoughts and the ideas. Is I that did, because I forget a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> you've been in so many. It's well, hard. A, lot, a lot of them, too, were like kind of like, hey, we need a bass player on either a track or I have a show coming up. So then it's like... Friends of friends will just be like, I know this bass player, dude. And so I've been hit up a lot for like one-time gigs. So, yeah. I wish I met you in like 2010. You know how long it took to find a bass player for one of my bands? I've never had that problem yet. Fuck. See, I've had the drummer problem. Right, I was going to say, drummers, I feel like, is a a tough thing sometimes. Uh, Nobody wants to carry it. And here we are sitting with two of them in the room. I know. Well, anyway, the the thing we're doing here is Music Corner, and I, I was thinking since we're all Napa band guys, and ah. uh, we have the big Bottle Rock Festival coming up, we've all actually played Bottle Rock before, so I figured we'd talk a little bit about Bottle Rock and our experiences playing. So, uh, James, ha- give me some Bottle Rock memories or, or some, some of your experiences playing Bottle Rock that you can remember. Uh, any, any good stories Waking up hella early, because I don't live in Napa, so I had to wake up earlier than everybody else. By like an hour. I still had to wake up hella early, yeah, too. Yeah, the, the, the check-in time at Bottle Rock is pretty early, yeah, no matter, but then I no matter have, when you play. I still yeah. have to load and drive like half hour to get here, too. So Yeah, okay, so you had to wake up an hour earlier than us. Probably more than that, because I probably had to get like all my stuff in the car, which takes like 10, 15 minutes. Although, back then I had the van. 10 or 15 minutes, <laughs> holy crap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's about 45 well, to an hour if you add it all up, drive time, load time, and... yeah. You but know. well, also because it's like you know me, I bring my camera, I brought my microphone, I recorded the whole show. Yeah, you did. So, yeah, or or not ours. I I don't. <laughs> I think I recorded ours on audio, but the first time we played, I have video and oh, audio because gotcha. I did that music video thing. Gotcha. And then there's Enon, but yeah, no, it was it was fun. It was nice. I had to actually make friends with uh, the people running. It wasn't like a green room. I think they were called like Rocket Cargo, and they were the ones bringing all the gear in. And that was back when I had my full hookah all the time with me. <laughs> so it's like on Bottle Rock, you only get was like an hour or two for a tent, like your little green room in the back there. But then after that, they kind of kick you hell out, and it's like, all right, cool, do whatever. And then so I found the cargo place with my hookah, was able to set it up pretty much the whole show like they are they pretty much watched it for me they're really cool i had free ice cream i got a free shirt and hat and stuff they're really nice nice but so what yeah. year did you play or how many times have you played uh 2017 and 2019 so I've 2017 only with Surf and James? 2017 was the first time with yeah Surf and James and that was the, my first experience going to Bottle Rock because I had actually never heard of it before that because again <laughs> I'm not I'm it. not from Napa I know nothing about you know anything that have you heard of coachella yes are you from indio california no (laughs) yeah but you know but coachella's i feel like been around a little longer also a lot of the (laughs) bands been around a little longer yeah also a lot of the bands in bottle rock were never on my radar for a long time yeah so it's like different music like mm-hmm. Aftershock was more of the stuff that I was interested in, or the the Ozfest and stuff. You like ever that. played Aftershock? I wish. Maybe no. it's a life goal for you. I need a metal band first. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> I don't know if Weekend Youth would ever play Aftershock. <laughs> I, I don't think well, so. Well, they had Blink-182, you know, they, they have but some... I still think Blink-182 is heavier than we are. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay, that's true. And but... I'm horrible with genres, but... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, what about you, Mikey? You played there, too, yeah. Yeah. Um, my, my experience, I had a better memory, actually, after Bottle Rock, after playing Bottle Rock, getting... Um, like artist pass, so you can kind of go wherever you want. Yeah, that's the cool. Thing. And so, towards the end of the night, um, we want to go see Mumford and Sons because they're on the Jam Sellers Ballroom or the Jam Sellers stage. So this is last year. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 2019 with uh, a band that is now called Weekend You. <laughs> um, and I go up there and I'm having you know free cocktails because you can. <laughs> yes. And. Um, and this guy comes up to me, he's pretty hammered, and he approached me, and he looks at my hat, and at the time I was wearing my Stoop Kid hat, um, Stoop Kid clothing hat, and he's like, dude, that's the coolest hat, like, what is that? He's like, oh, I own a clothing line, and blah, 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 and just did, like, my whole drunken spiel, like, oh, yeah, I did, blah, 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 yeah <laughs> check I, us out on yeah, Facebook. Exactly, <laughs> follow me on follow Instagram. Me on Instagram. Yeah. And then it turns out, it was this guy named Carl Radke who was uh, the star of a, I don't know what channel show, but it's called Summer House. Hmm. It's on, uh, like, Bravo. Any know? No? No? Okay. Well, I thought... I don't have cable. He's super famous. He's not super <laughs> famous, but he's, like, quasi-famous. It's funny that he came up to you, though. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was wild, too. But, uh, yeah, I mean, playing playing the, the stage was sick. I mean, if you play earlier in the day, like, you have to wait for all the people to come in, and yeah. it's... By the end, you have a crowd, but yeah, but you do have like an hour and a half to load in, which is nice. Yeah, it takes time. Yeah, exactly. It's it's nice and it's a trade off. The, the crew is awesome. You yeah. know, they help you. Yeah, set they're up super everything. nice over there. Yeah, Sound good. better than BFD was. <laughs> yeah, I didn't when, when, play BFD, but yeah. that was a while ago. BFD. That was our first or second show as Surf and James. What? Yeah, I don't know how they they again they know everybody. You guys, they won a order. contest or something, right? Live 105. Oh, that's the live, right. Yeah, when, I yeah, remember this now. The yeah. old Live 105, now Alt 105. Yeah, they had a thing, and we played the local stage, and I'm, we're, we were all betting on that the sound guy was either on cocaine or <laughs> hammered, and it was like 10 in the morning. Could Probably be both. both. Yeah. Probably <laughs> both, but the dude was like having the best time of his life, and everything sounded horrible. <laughs> so it's Sounds like, about right. He was having a good time, but it was just like, ooh, because like, we even like, the other bands that played after us, their guitars were super loud, and it's just like, ooh, the guys <laughs> having well, a ball. <laughs> uh, to to piggyback on what you were saying, Mikey, uh, my band played the first Bottle Rock, the first one ever, back in 2013, and they didn't really have their shit together at that time. Oh yeah, they weren't even going to pay bands right at, at some point. Uh, and it was a five day festival, if you remember. Also, oh shit, that's and, right. And at that time. I lived about a block away from where Bottle Rock was. And the Artist Pass, if I remember, we played later, I think 2017 and 2016, or maybe 2015, 2016, and it had already changed where as an artist you got your pass for the one day that you were playing, and like you were talking about the tent folklore, uh, you get your tent. That first year, we got an Artist Pass before the festival, and it worked for the whole festival. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, it worked for the whole festival for me. Did it? Yeah. Okay. Even though they yeah. say yeah, not to and the all that. The thing is, all think... you have to do is, like, you know those little, those little scanner things? 
You don't have to do that. Just hold up and just say your arm's pat. Yeah. Yeah. So this, I still have. I I used it all weekend. I still have my wristband from that. It was just a plastic wristband. There was no scanner thing or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it just worked. And like you were also saying about cocktails back there, like I I spent that that whole week. Going back because I lived a block away. I just walked down, to, bar. Walked down to Bottle bar. Rock and grab a cocktail yeah, and yeah. go watch a band. I watched like the Black Keys from the side stage yeah. and like did all this stuff. And like that was the Ironheart's first show. Yeah. And we didn't even have a band. So like I hadn't played a show in probably four or five years at that point. And like to just like get catapulted back <laughs> into it with, with that show, we didn't even have um, a whole set. We, we had recorded a three-song demo at Scott Yamas's place, uh, and the original concept was Justin was in uh, film school, and he was learning. They, they were writing a, doing a documentary on like the creation of a song, like he wanted to do from the, the writing process to the recording process, and he did it. And we had this little three-song demo, and a lot of things, as you guys know in music, is who you know, not how good you are a lot of Facts. times. And we happened to have an in with the booker at the Uptown Theater, and our demo got pushed around. And if you remember that first year, the band Further with the Grateful Dead guys was, yeah. was supposed to play, and, and the guy broke his hip or something, so he he didn't play. They shuffled it around and made the Avid Brothers headline the night that the Further was, I think it was Thursday night. So it opened up like... 30 minutes in the middle of the day and they asked us if we wanted to play and we only had three songs so we like you know hustled busted our asses for like two <laughs> weeks trying to come up with a set yeah and we were totally i mean we knew what we were doing because we played music together for a long time but we hadn't played a show in forever and i i remember i i don't get nervous before we play but i remember thinking that we played our 30 minute set in about 22 minutes uh, <laughs> like we just like you guys rushed we, through we, it we yeah. jammed through yeah. it but uh that whole experience was was funny because the security was super lax then i i just i remember being in my apartment and like listening out the window okay is, is that jane's addiction or is, is that bad religion like okay i'll head back now <laughs> you know just <laughs> walking down the street walking over there and uh grabbing a drink and just doing the damn thing and oh yeah it, it was um, a far cry difference from how it was the last time we played where it was still nice and you know, I could still go most places, but like the VIP VIP lounge, like the super lounge, they wouldn't let us up there. I don't think they would let us up there. No, either, but they no. did have an artist VIP yeah. lounge, which yeah. was nice because yeah, my, cool. my brother, and my mom got oh, yeah. super wasted up there. And the, the t- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a free bar for them too. <laughs> that was yeah. yeah, it was crazy. That's cool. That was yeah. the the where I met Carl was right next to Kathy. So oh, okay. uh, yeah. We're, we're right up in uh, viewing the Jam Cellars um, stage. Yeah, the main stage. So, yeah, so, they, had, they had couches. And, yeah, and they, it was yeah, nice. My mom kept tip, tipping the bartender, so they just kept giving them full like glasses and stuff. <laughs> Dude, and I my just brother got passed out. Double vodka sodas yeah. all night. I long. ended up going there instead of our artist bar because like my mom was just such chummy with those guys, and it's just like, hey, how you doing? And of course, you know, mom being a mom. <laughs> this is my son. He's in yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, thanks, yeah. mom. And yeah. then it's like, what do you want to drink? The, the artist pass, like the artist section, was so far away from anything. It was like it was in like the dead very middle. Back. Yeah, it was in dead middle, but like all They're, the yeah. way in the back. And so, like, no, I wanted to watch <laughs> the fucking bands, and so I just I literally chilled in that spot all three days. Yeah, I, I believe it. And 
like you were saying about the tent, I, I, we had a tent also, and we were told they were going to kick us out for some other band or something. Yeah, you're supposed to like share it and stuff. They never, even, they never came. Yeah, so. some people just don't <laughs> use just, them or know. We about stayed them. in our, our tent uh, the whole time. Oh, who did we share? We shared with. Um, I don't remember. It was we were we were two doors down from Floggy Molly. Mm-hmm. I don't know the lineup, but it was it was like a. Once again, quasi famous band. I don't remember, but I recognize their name. Yeah, it's like the bands get more famous yeah. later yeah. in the day they go. Yeah. We 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 were right next to Violent Femmes. Sick. Uh, and they, none of us were big beer drinkers, and they weren't big beer drinkers either. But they wanted to offload their beer on us. Like, hey, you guys want our beer? And we're like, mm, not really. <laughs> you yeah. Know? We and, had we had Coors Lights and wine. Yeah. We had Jam Cellars wine. Jam Cellars wine and, and Coors Lights. Yeah, and then the tent across from us, I remember this, it was Public Enemy. Sick. Uh, but I never saw Flava Flav or Chuck D. I just saw all their posse. They have you know? their own, like, fucking tour buses. Right, so, so why course, would they go sit in the tent? Yeah. There's also, like, tr- uh, those, like, portal, portable trailer office yeah. rooms that yeah. a lot of bands had because they think right. they had, like, air conditioning and stuff in there. Yeah. yeah. Well, one more funny story about the backstage of Bottle Rock. We were, it was, I think, after we had played the last year, and we were sitting in the tent, and we saw like some bushes rustling across the, the way next to the tents. And we're like, what's going on over there? And a security guard walked by to go over there, one of the security people. And then he like turned around and like had this crazy look on his face <laughs> and just walked away. And we, we then we kind of poked our head out and we saw this guy's butt just moving back. Oh, nice. Out <laughs> <Atta> boy. <laughs> We Get, were all like, oh! Getting your rocks off in the bushes in Bottle Rock. Yeah, exactly. That's and then a few, few minutes later, the, the, the girl and him, like, you know, they're all dressed now. And they walk back and we're just like, looked at him like, oh. Getting his bottle rocks off? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ooh, oh, it. man. He did, the, he did the thing. He did the dad joke. Mm-hmm. Good job. <laughs> not to make up for Surf not being here. Uh, yeah, there you go. There you go. So you guys played last year as Forgotten Dreamers. And I have a question about that. Okay. Who came up with Forgotten Dreamers? I don't remember. I think it was me, probably. Yeah. yeah. I never liked that name. Okay. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't really I, care. That band died. I yeah. like Weekend Youth a lot better. Yeah. No. It's a it's a overall better name. So your experience playing last year. You guys play on the uh, what what stage was it? Lagunitas. Okay. Yeah. The Lagunitas. We played that stage too. I, I enjoyed that stage a little bit because it was near the front. When people would come in, they might yeah. migrate towards you if they heard music playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you guys have that experience? Yeah, we had a lot of people. Oh, yes, because Surf asked who yeah. had heard us, and it's like more than half the crowd yeah. raised their hand that they yeah. never heard of us. Yeah, so. Tor- towards the end of the of the set is when, yeah. Did you guys... Came. It wasn't just fa- friends and family. Did, no, did nice. you guys um, feel like you did a good job? No. Compared to how we were doing <laughs> now, no. But, I mean, probably for what it was, yeah. yeah that, that's how I feel about my first time there. It's like, oh, we, we, we didn't do great. It's, but, a, it's a completely uh, different band now. So. Yeah, and also it was, the like, st- it was the same problem where it's like new name, a new set. So it's like, yeah. what, like a month or two before. Not either, man. Yeah. Like, we found out we were going to play Bottle Rock in January, right? Like, when everybody else yeah, did. Yeah, right, like a week before it got announced. And yeah. We were in no way, shape, or form ready for. <laughs> we were still recording. Yeah, you can't say no though, right? Like, yeah, you can't exactly. Be like, nope, yeah. not going to do it. We're not ready. We were we were battling on on the idea of like, okay, did we play it? Did we not? I mean, mm, so you got it. We did. Yeah. So, so hustled through it. I wonder 
you know, I think there's a local band playing this year, but not someone I'm familiar with. But it seems like maybe they phased it out a little bit this year. Oh, uh, it, um, someone is playing. I don't know who, though. Um, I mean, the Napa Valley Youth Symphony plays every year. So do Silverado yeah, pickups. Silverado pickups, yeah. They, pay, the, they play every year. Um, but I think it's... Oh, it's um, it's Grasschild. That's who's playing. Right, but that there's someone else, I think. Oh, maybe. So, do you guys have any other bottle rock memories or any anything you wanted? I mean, the last time I played, I had a reggae show the same day <laughs> at a Komami. Speaking after of it. show. Yeah. Uh, so I I stayed as much as I could, and then like an hour before the show ended, I had to drive, get all my crap, and drive all the way down to Komami's through traffic. And then set up and play there too. How was that show after show? It was pretty good. It was kind of different because Kamami's usually, you know, you're in the corner and they shove everything away. But yeah. this one, they actually had like a stage riser, a drum riser, a full PA. Yeah, well, they're probably expecting yeah. you know, a lot of walking we, traffic. Yeah, we had, yeah, we oh, again, think I, I think I stumbled. To I think that you show. did. Yeah, yeah, I did. I was there. Yeah. I was supporting. Yeah, you were probably drunk. There you go. <laughs> probably. <laughs> no. You you literally stumbled in. I, yeah, thousand percent. I, I just now remembered as you were there like, you go, explaining yeah. the setup. I was like, I think I was. There. Yeah, because it was different than like m- most of the shows there. So it's yeah. like, oh, this is actually like a big yeah. deal. It's kind of yeah, nice. It was legit. Did was... Did you get some free pizza? Yeah, I always get the free pizza. I get it to go because I don't like eating like right before I play. Yeah. So. Yeah. You're like a true athlete. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I have the body of an athlete. <laughs> sure do. Mm. Oh, man. Like three athletes come by. So um, I know, James, you're not from Napa, but you have a lot of Napa band experience. Only two. Well, <laughs> only two. Yeah, but for years, and, though. No, 10 years apart. <laughs> I was only in the first surfing jams for maybe a year and a half. And then I stopped because they did all their thing. I did all my stuff and then came back, yeah, like nine or ten years afterwards. Way to ruin Joel's question. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, Good I, job. You've been in Napa-based bands, yeah. Mikey. All, but all I, around. I, yeah. think, I think you, similar to me back in our early days, tried to get out of Napa as a Napa band, tried to play in different markets and things. But being from Napa, what's, do you have any favorite shows that you played in town in town. Um, in town. In town. Uh, da, 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 da. I mean, other than... Man, that's tough. Uh, fuck. There's... So I'm guessing not? No, I, I, I'm wondering... <laughs> he was if, hammered for all those two. <laughs> I'm wondering if this counts as in town. Uh, do you remember the shop in Sonoma? Oh, of course, yeah. Dude. That's, that's about as close as town as, as it used to be. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so then, yeah, one of the shows at the shop with Body or Brain, Finish Ticket, and Cloverleaf Drive. Finish Ticket played we brought, the shop? Yeah, we, yeah we, brought, we played with Finish Ticket the very first time they ever played. Wow. Yeah. Huh. We, we brought them on board to the show. That's crazy. Yeah. The, I wonder, you know, Robert was on this pod a couple weeks back talking about the shop and mm-hmm. Body or Brain. I never got to see them play. They were amazing. Um, yeah, they were. They, I've heard them and I've seen some of their stuff, but I never went to see them play live. And I was like, I know all those guys. I know Jakey and Taylor and and the shop. So you guys play. That sounds like an epic lineup for the shop. It was amazing. It was like one of the last shop shows because the owner died like a couple months after that or right. something like that. That sucks. But, but I guess that's technically in Sonoma. So I'm I'm thinking of Napa. I mean, like Napa City Nights a couple of times was pretty sick. Um, 
surprisingly like one of the silos shows was pretty dope when we sold it out with the deadlies um yeah. silos could be pretty good too. Silos, yeah, silos was fun um just the sound it's it's just not the best for like if they cleared out all the tables and were allowed to be louder that place would be like a pretty dope place it's funny you say that uh one of the years we did an after show at silos after bottle rock and we played with the trims. That's how I first sort of heard the trims. And they did what you just said. They cleared out a bunch of the front tables. They actually had us turn our amps around so that they were facing the wall. And mm-hmm. the sound guy pumped it up. And a lot of people have the memory of that like being like the best Ironheart yeah. show was because it sounded so great in there and the vibe was so cool. And like I feel exactly what you're saying because I like silos as a place, but all the tables kind of like yeah. were, were wacky. And then the sound, you could never get too loud. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of how I roll is loud. Yeah, you hit real hard. <laughs> you hit harder than I do. Yeah. Which is pretty impressive. Yeah, but silos. Yeah, you guys both look like chipmunks afterwards because you're just covered in shavings. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I don't hit soft. I forgot. Uh, weekend use first show and a blue note was awesome. What was that one? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> September. <laughs> we were just talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. I was Last like, wait, I, I totally, t- I forgot. I like, played there with all the iterations. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. So that that show was awesome. That's one of my top shows I've played in Napa for sure. That's cool. Blue yeah. note. Yeah, Blue Note. The first show I played with then Surf and James at Blue Note, uh, it was we did like a a show out in uh, at the winery that James and Surf worked at uh, before that, like a, oh, a, a week before. Oh, for his birthday? No, I, no. I, I that was different show. Uh, this was like a corporate kind of show. It was like someone's birthday party that that they had booked you guys to play. Oh, is that the, the, the one where Newton, it rained? No, I don't think it rained. It was the the Newton Fitness guys had like they. Surf and James ruined a favor for them for letting you guys practice there. Yeah, I mean, we've, oh. uh, yeah. So it was like, I had a warm-up show. They just dragged show. me along. I had a warm-up show before the, the big Blue Note debut, and I think I did pretty good, but, like, almost, it was almost at the end of the set. It was, like, maybe the second-to-last song, and there was a, a little bit of a breakdown. I don't, I don't remember what song it was, but Surf turned around, he got off the mic, and he said, Hey, buddy. I hate to ask, but could you quiet down? Yeah. <laughs> Probably deafening, sir, because they don't wear earplugs. Uh, now they do. Now they do. Yeah. It, it, it took, how long have I known them? For 12, 13 years, and they've, yeah, I don't yeah. know why they're opposed to earplugs. Well, I just, I, I have a rem- remembrance <laughs> of that because I, I love Surf. He's a great guy, but that was one thing I think that we always sort of butt heads on was like, like, listen, dude, I'm a rock drummer <laughs> and I play a certain style and this is the guy that you wanted to be <laughs> in your band. So yeah. like, you were good, just loud. Yeah. Uh, so that was, <laughs> that was a fun story about Blue Note. I like Blue Note too, uh, but you guys are going to love playing upstairs. Yeah. I think we, we, one of the very last Ironheart shows, we got to play up in the new revamped Jam Sellers Ballroom. It was like the first show they did there. It was with the, the Struts. It was like a fall night, and it just sounded so much better. It was mm, like that's awesome. such a great experience. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully for you guys, you know, at least it'll sound good. Yeah. That's, that's, a, good, that's uh, a good hope to have. It's half the battle. Um, for for me i I, you know i think i'm a little older than you guys and i played in napa like playing in napa in the early 2000s was was rough there was no bottle rock there wasn't this hopping downtown area where you have jam sellers and you have kamomi and you have different places that play music i agree uh so we ended up playing random napa shows we we booked our own shows at the elks lodge a couple of times i remember that i saw of secrets there yeah yeah um 
we we I love that band, and yeah. we we did. I thought we did well at that place, but they ended up trying to up some insurance yeah. payments, so it, it was going to be a lot more expensive for us to book it. We ended up not doing any more shows there. But I remember we played at the skate park once or twice. But the show that is coming to my mind is uh, was at a place called Corks. You guys know Corks? That sounds familiar. Corks was it. in the uh, the building that Don Perico is in now. Oh, so it's like right next to the where the the clock tower was and, yeah. and everything. I mean, I'm sure I walked past it as a child, but no, not really. Um, as a child, <laughs> I'm uh, well, and I'm not young, young, but I'm uh, a little younger, right? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Joel thinks he's 120, so yes, we're all young. Joel, if I had to guess, Joel is probably. I'm gonna guess thirty-four. Well, you're being nice. <laughs> was I wrong? You're you're off by a little bit. I just turned thirty-six. Damn, uh, two uh, years ain't bad. That was yeah, a, that was a pretty good guess. But this place, Corks, right? Like I say, where Dom Perico is now, you guys know. Uh, they had it split into two buildings or two rooms, and the band set up their gear on one side, and then they played on the other side. And we played with Of Secrets, and Of Secrets is one of my all-time favorite Napa bands. I just, I loved those guys on a personal level. Like, everyone in that band was super nice. And then their music was just, to me, so original, and I, I just, I loved it. I really loved their sort of aggressive style mixed with the melodic style, and it just, it really did it for me. And that's one of my favorite shows in Napa we ever played. This is Once Over. And Corks, it was a little tiny place. And we just rocked the shit out of it. You know, like we, we had the crowd hyped and we were super loud. That's how we always roll. Uh, and Of Secrets came out after us. And we were not sort of similar musically, but no. like like on a on a cosmic level or like on a personal level, like we really just got along well and we, we cherished the shows that we played together. Because I don't know about you guys, but, you know, a lot of times who's in the band and getting along with the other bands is almost as important or more important than how they sound. Like, yeah, I think it's kind of more important at this point. If you have a good camaraderie with other bands and you guys do okay on your own, like, it's fun to play with people you like. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, because you can like, find those, like, prodigy, solo, crazy dudes, but they might be assholes, which I've had experience with. And then it's like, you find somebody that maybe not be as good, but they're really cool down to earth and you get along with them. It's like, yeah, it's fine. They'll, they'll learn. It's yeah. like, it's kind of, it's easier to learn an instrument than to learn to not be an asshole. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. So, do you ever have any good shows in Napa folklore? What was your favorite Napa show? I mean, it was probably the Blue Note and the Bottle Rock ones, just because... The Blue Note, that one just happened. Yeah. I, I actually, we were going to go to that. We we had gone to dinner downtown, and we're planning on walking over there, and Zach told me, like, Zach was there, he's like, it is packed yeah, beyond belief standing room only. like i don't yeah. he said i don't know that you're gonna get in and i said all right so we said fuck it we'll see him next time yeah <laughs> and so you're gonna get your tickets right well all the people are gonna get their tickets yeah i know and you're gonna get yours as well <laughs> yeah we'll go on uh, weekendyouth.com no okay where, where no, do you I go think to there's get a link tickets? up there now is there it's weekend use weekend, oh, weekend music.com yeah. but there is a link on the site there's a link in our bio on our instagram, instagram. weekend youth uh underscore um I've, there's been posts about it all the time so and if you know us personally hit us up and we'll get you to the right place to get your tickets can you buy them at the box office yes is there a box I office think so. there is a box office but it will be more money 
R- really? At the yeah, box office, it's more. Well, if it's you like wait, a, if you wait if till you get the show, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure like, you like, can go to the if box I walk office. up there tomorrow and say, "Hey, I want to buy tickets to the weekend youth show." <laughs> yeah, you will, can. They, will they hook me up? I think it's the Blue Note that you'd have to buy it from. Right downstairs. Yeah, I think. yeah. I think it's yeah. only one box office. And they open at like two. I think they're open yeah. from like two to five. Mm. It's a real small window. You yeah, kind of get in there on your afternoon break from work. Just online, man. It's it's one click and boom, 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 boom. Type in your shit. I think you can print them out. I think is what you can do. You can uh, digitally email them to you too. Yeah. So you guys are in the middle of recording, or have you already finished? Well, uh, I think it's vocals now, right? Yeah, we're. I think we're all done. I think. Yeah. I oh, think, I think I have a couple touch-ups. I think that I wrote previous. Yeah, it's very little stuff left, and yeah. I think mostly vocals. M- mainly vocals, though, yeah. You guys are working with Rob and Nick, right? Yeah. The Canvas Group. Canvas Group. I did not know those guys, but we came from the same era. Like, when I met them. Yeah, I remember, I you, that's like you all you were talking about. He's like, man, like, we have so much in common. <laughs> it's, that was, it's kind of funny. <laughs> they, they had played some shows with Once Over in like San Rafael or somewhere. And they, they knew us, and, and I just knew so many mutual people. I really vibed with those guys. I thought they were really cool guys. And, you know, I, afterwards, when I left, I, I, I hit them up, like, do you guys have, like, a, a playlist on Spotify or something where I can listen to, like, stuff you guys have recorded? And they did, and they've, they've done a lot of really cool, interesting stuff. Yeah. How, what's your experience been with those guys? Have you enjoyed it? Yeah, of course, they're, yeah. they're really good. It's, it's nice having people that know what they're doing more than you because i've had to be like that half-assed engineer so many times and it's like <laughs> i'm learning as i go or it's like them just have an idea and instantly they have about four better ones it's like oh cool that's that's better <laughs> yeah i would say like they really are adamant on you know what the song really needs and you know the feeling of it and all the parts have to match with what surf is doing and that's probably the most you know, unique way of building a song around, you know, the vocalist and you don't have to add a guitar solo in every, you know, verse or anything like that. And it's really, it's really structured and it's really, it's like, okay, well let the song become the song that it's trying to be rather than trying to, you know, force your own input and your influences on it. Also, it's like nice that they're playing the surf strings rather than yeah. again like us having to do it on our own kind of thing. It's Completely. like we don't know what we're doing. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like oh, well, this is how we play it live. We'll record it and put that out. It's yeah. like mm, right. maybe not so much. Yeah. How how is Porter taken to it? Um, Porter's doing um, well with the uh, with the idea of like you know now there's a lot more electronic. Um, he's kinda, he's getting into the recording himself. Yeah. And, getting loop, <clears throat> loops and sounds and synths and stuff yeah he's playing around in that in that world and then also playing guitar so he's, he's well also that. it helps that nick is a guitar player who has like an entire library of pedals that he could just show porter it's like here's the sound for this part this yeah. sound for this part exactly Porter's like ah i gotta get all this stuff <laughs> yeah. yeah he spent a lot of money getting all he basically has an entirely new rig from like a year and a half ago yeah it's so insane. one thing i was gonna ask you mikey my experience recording has always just been like I bring my kit and I jam out and I do my thing. This music that you guys are doing is a little bit more indie pop kind of stuff, and mm-hmm. I, there's electronic elements and drums to it. Mm-hmm. Do you play live drums on this recording, or do you do it all like electronic stuff? It's mostly electronic stuff. Um, if I have an idea of a fill, um, I kind of just send it to the band and be like, hey, what do you, what do you think about this part right here? Like, I generalize 
or generally work with Rob with the with the production and like we listen to it and like bounce ideas off each other just to make sure the right part gets into the song. Yeah, yeah he's, it, he's a good drum programmer and he kind of knows how a drummer yeah. would actually play something yeah. rather than make it insane. Yeah, exactly. And so I think it's a balance between me and Rob of like. I can still add like little elements of you know because I come from um, rock and metal. rock and metal and right. and I I I don't want to have to necessarily add that stuff but um, I think like having like cool accents every now and then or like maybe throwing like a gospel style fill where it could just be like a nice simple something but it's not it's it's trying to be flashy but not too flashy. And so I think it's been a real, you know, big. Rob's got to rein you in. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right, you're you're, you're over here. We're gonna well, kind of condense. Well, this. One thing I know about Mikey from watching him is he's a film master. So yeah. That's like that's like his thing. Yeah, Your I can. Thing. Yeah, I can. <laughs> yeah, I can. I, I wrote Phil's a lot. You know, that's what I, I really focused on. Um, and now I'm trying to like, not only write creative Phil's, but also find the deep pocket and like. You yeah. know, let the song be, and I think I've learned that throughout the time with Nick and Rob for sure. Well, yeah, and also coming from rock and metal, it's like usually the guitars are taking over, the vocals are almost in the back seat compared mm-hmm. to the drums and guitars. This is a bass player; I'm always in the back seat, so it doesn't bother me. But yeah, it's like drums and metal is just like I'm the drummer, and yeah. then the guitars, I'm the guitars, and this music is like everybody's in the back, and then it's just like here, here's all the vocals. And, yeah, yeah, and it's it's especially. Especially tough playing pop music because it is a feeling more than just like playing technique drums and, and technique. Yeah, right. So you got to get the vibe down for sure. Um, that's always. I was never what I would call a film master. <laughs> it's not. It's not how I roll. I, I. You know. That was one of the things I was when I was playing with Surf and James. I was looking forward to working with because what you were saying about Rob and his programming and his his stuff like. The the one time that I sat with him and we were working on stuff, I was like, "Wow, this guy!" Yeah, he's <laughs> quick yeah. too. This, yeah, he, he he came up with a thing, and it was yeah. like, "Okay, all right." I, I and it was like <laughs> something that I could and would have played. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, he's good mm-hmm. at that. So that's cool. I'm excited to hear. Are the songs that are out on Spotify now going to be on the EP, or is it all new stuff? It's all new stuff. All new stuff. Believe. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's even better. Yeah, yeah. all new stuff. Because. Uh, when you guys came out with uh, "Gotta Be Me" and those, those other songs, uh, the zombie cover recently, mm-hmm. like you know, introducing yourselves, but so this new one is just taking it another step. Yep, another step forward. Yep. How many tracks? Four. Okay. Right. I think so. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, I was like, because we were talking about that. It's like three, four, or five is kind of EP oh. territory. Right. You're gonna think of the. the <laughs> This is something I feel like you guys should just know. I mean, it's it's one of those things I I don't care as long as it's out at this point. So it's just like oh yeah, four definitely yeah. four. Okay, I, I forgot I forgot that <laughs> I was never caught up on like EP length and genres and stuff. It's like all the songs sound good to me. So yeah, yeah. Any amount of and them. the the world of music now is such that like I still listen to albums from the bands that make albums, but yeah. like when when you're even when you're established and you're you're huge, if you don't want to make an album, you don't have to. You no. put out a couple songs if it's you true. want, you know. And the playing field, I think, is much more even now because Spotify and Apple, and you can just be out there. You can be in the world. I mean, we could literally record something right now and put it up on Spotify within yeah. a couple weeks. Right. Totally. Yeah. yeah. It's and, insane. Yeah, and people 
don't have to to buy a record to nope. hear it. They can no. just they can just listen to it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you guys got a leg up because your recording sound really good. Thank you. Know? you. Well, uh, shout out to Nick and Rob. <laughs> yeah, that's all. That's, Nick <laughs> that's and all. And, and you guys, performance wise, like the songs, yeah. the songs are on a different level than what I remember them being. I, I think, you know? and just from me knowing Surf and Porter, I feel like it's it's finally come around to playing the surf strength. Surf strengths, yeah. surf strengths, surf strengths, rather than like <laughs> me and Porter, because me and Porter would just sit there and jam, and Surf would put stuff on top. Now it's kind of the other way around, where Surf is like, I have this whole verse and chorus, and it's like, all right, well, what are you going to put under? Mm-hmm. It? To, to be successful, that's probably a better, it's probably a good idea for pop music to have the singer be right. the star. <laughs> you know, I, like the way you described it previously is very local bandish. Yes, and, the and way, then Nick and Rob have pounded that into our heads that we need to get that out of. Right. The way that you guys are moving now, or the, the, the music, the way it sounds now, is more uh, mainstream, but that's not the word I'm looking for. More sort of global or more, Accessible. more like, yeah, more yeah. like something that is on a different different level. You know, it's not it's not like the band you're, you're going to see at uh, Porch Fest. <laughs> you know. Yeah. How about this? What's the best show? Not as weekend youth as any any of your bands. What's the best show you ever played, folklore? Yeah. Well, define as best, like in, in whatever your definition <laughs> oh, of it is. God. Whatever um, you feel like you played the best or had the best reaction, mm. uh, whatever it was. In any of your bands, didn't you play some metal show like out in the Midwest somewhere or something? Yeah, that was actually my very first show. Was opening for Seether. I had been playing bass for two years. <laughs> And my Seether. yeah, my, it was it, it was Summerfest, so there was a it was like it was like Bottle Rock, but it's in Milwaukee, and um, yeah, that was crazy. Probably it, not your best show. No, because my four string I had bought uh, brought with me had active pickups. The battery came apart, and this was before I carried everything with me. And this is kind of why I carry everything with me. It's because I didn't have a soldering iron at the time. Otherwise, it was just the negative that came out. Didn't know how to fix it. I had to borrow a five-string, and at the time, I'd only been playing bass two years on a four-string. Switched to five, fucked everything up. Yeah, it was rough. <laughs> but it, it was a fun experience, but me personally played like ass, I'm sure. That's when you knew you wanted to have that rock and roll lifestyle. It, 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 well, it, before that was, yeah, but also that was just like, oh, there's actually people that are listening to the music. And there was like, the whole front row was just like awesome. I don't, I think they were in space, but <laughs> it was pretty awesome just to have that energy feedback like instantaneously, which you don't get anywhere else, I think. Yeah, so what do you think your best show was? Take your time because I can edit. I mean, honestly, <laughs> Blue Note probably was because it was, instead of just the front row, it was literally the room. It was And insane. it was amazing. And I think it also is just to the fact to where it's like, Surf and James know so many people and they've kind of grown up with them and us, I guess. Yeah. And then so it's like to see them kind of on that next level, like you were saying, where the music is just so different than anything they'd been doing. And in my opinion, also very, way better than anything they'd been doing in the past. And it's just kind of crazy to see a whole room full of people singing and dancing to songs that you've made. It was really crazy. Yeah. That's cool. So that means if your best show in your mind is one that just happened. I've, I have, uh, Yeah, I'm glad it is. Because right. there's, well, there's been some good shows. That means, that means you, you, yeah. you're, you're doing it doing right. Doing something right, yeah. Things are progressing and, and things are getting better. Yeah, because so, there's been other shows where it's like, we'll have like our little group of guys that know us. And then it's like, the way we play, other people kind of get into it too, but it wasn't all at once. Everybody in the room was into it. Yeah. So 
Yeah, no, that one was probably the best. So, Mikey, you've played a lot of shows. Yeah, man. So, can you can you come up with one that can stands I, out to can you? Can I do top three? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. Uh, so, the first one was at uh, DNA Lounge with a, my uh, high school band called Cloverleaf Drive. Um, it was a sold out show at DNA Lounge, and that was awesome. We had the entire ch- uh, crowd chanting our name, Cloverleaf, Cloverleaf. That was awesome. Um, the next one I'm going to say is, um, when we were, when I was in the Deadlies and we toured with Billy Bob Thornton and the, <laughs> what? yeah, uh, and the, the Nevada show was unreal. It, it, it's basically, I forget what the hell it's called. It's like in Rogue River or something in Oregon. And, um, it's basically the uptown, but in Oregon, it's exactly the same. It's set up the same. And it was really sick. Um, and then number three would be the Weekend Youth at Blue Note. That's cool that that ranks up there for you too. I, I feel like I missed an epic show. <laughs> you did. So, so on that note, that just means we got to redo it again. On that note, yeah. we got to yeah. get all those people back and, and jam sellers and make it even bigger and yeah. pop even harder. Yep, that's our know? goal. We'll it, have room for everybody this time. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, no turnaways this time. Go mm-hmm. get your tickets. Go get your tickets. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah then, oh, sorry. No, what? Go ahead. I was just going to say, I think my problem was a lot of the bands I've been in, had, we practiced for like years and then never played any major shows. It's like all local bar stuff. So it's like, yeah, it's never been, I've never had a band stick with it this long or this like full force serious. to get to that. Yeah, just serious. I mean, there was people that thought it was serious and then it's like, there comes time to actually, you know, nut up or shut up. And then they're like, oh, I got something else going on. It's like, mother. <laughs> yeah, the best the best advice I could ever give for a local band is, you know, it is a business, so treat it like it like it's if, a job. It's a job. It's another job. Yeah. I know you have to do your nine to five or whatever you do, ten to seven. One to seven. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One to seven. Yeah, yoke in the morning. the graveyard. But Eat. if you do not treat this, you know, project or future potential career as a career, it's not gonna happen most likely, unless you get really lucky or if you're rich. Yeah, yeah, I, it I, is kind of who you know at I, this I, point. Yeah, I couldn't point. agree with you more. That was one of the things that I got hammered into me at an early age uh, was practice, practice, practice. Get as good as you can get mm-hmm. because you never know who's going to see you or who you're going to get to play with. Like uh, if if you always put your best foot forward all the time, you know th- the chances of you getting more opportunities is much greater. Facts. And I was just going to say about my favorite show, my best show. To bring it back. No one I, asked. Yeah, and seriously. It's, it's, my, it's my podcast. That was the show, ladies and I, gentlemen. <laughs> Stay tuned next week for Jolene's, Joel One's favorite show. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah, uh, what is yours? Because you guys, yeah, both of you guys have played in pretty big bands that have done pretty big shows. My my, my favorite show was in 2014. Damn, he knew it, the year. It Ooh. was, it was <laughs> uh, the day in the sort of the beginning of the, the peak of the iron hearts like like it, it was like the beginning of the crest we were starting to move up into where i think we were in peak form and we were asked to open for the matches at, that's sick at slims um and the matches were a band that that was really big back in the early 2000s and that i i we had my old band once over we had played with them before and i knew them from my time uh hanging out with local am and so I knew all those guys, and I knew they had announced their reunion show, and I had no thoughts in my mind at all that they would ever ask us to play because we're different kind of music, and I wasn't really close with those guys in a long time. I mean, I would talk to them from time to time, 
Um, but I think they had asked a couple of, I don't think we were the top of the list, (laughs) but I I think what they were going for was they wanted some of the old school flavor from their old days. And so they asked us to play and I, 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 like I say, I couldn't believe it. And then we, we worked our asses off to, to, to get really good. And that show sold out well before we were on the show. Like it sold Mm -hmm. out just as Mm -hmm. the matches. So it's not like we had anything to do with it. And the crowd was definitely not there for us, (laughs) but because they were from our scene and we were all three of us were in a band previously that had played so many of the crowd who were not kids at the time. They were more our age because they grew up with us. They recognized us and they were like, I remember once over, I remember you guys like, and they, they really got into it and we had a great show. I think we played really well and we had the crowd pumping. And one of my favorite things that I heard about the, the show was, uh, because the show sold out so fast, they added extra nights. Like mm-hmm. they played, the show we played was actually the one that they announced first, but they added a night before and the night before that. And the the security guards or the people in the back room at Slim's, like the the people where you get your money. Uh, so I don't know if it's management or just just people working there. They had told me uh, the night before, which I went to that show. Um, the band I the Mighty was the opener. Oh, you guys know I, I the Mighty. Yep. They're a San Francisco band, and they're, they're doing big things now. You know, yep. they they're they're and they're good guys too. Uh, but I look at them as like a really good band now, especially I've seen them play recently. Like they're really good. And the security or whoever it was told me how much they liked our band better than the previous night's <laughs> opener. I was I like, am. really? <laughs> like, all right. Like now we've made it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, but that, that was my favorite show playing with the matches. It was so cool to see those guys again and to just, to just talk with them and, and to, to see all those old friends and, and people. It was my favorite show that I've ever played, I think, uh, with the matches at Slim's. That's a dope show. Yeah, it was. It's a, kind of a full circle moment too, because it's like this is the band that I grew up playing with, playing mm-hmm. shows with, watching them. I remember when they were the locals, and um, you know, to have them come back and to have us be back in our new band, and like to be able to play it. And like I say, it was sort of at the the beginning of our 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 crest moment we went and we recorded some new music we played bottle rock the next year like it was sort of like the beginning of our ascent and our best year and that was that was a lot of fun playing with the matches shout out to those guys like i got lots of maybe one day i'll get them on the show that'd be there great. you go there you go <laughs> get some of those guys dm but, them yeah the uh, old guard yeah uh, all right well i think uh we'll wrap it up here just uh one more time promoting the show it's on march 13th March right? 13th. friday the 13th friday the 13th see that's maybe a reason i can't go because i have to watch <laughs> friday the 13th movies and drink nah. yeah but we don't we don't have the show start till like seven i think the doors open at six yeah yeah you could, you could do that and you're noon and then because like noon all, people have jobs folklore to, to be honest <laughs> the only the only friday the 13th movie that you need to see is number one well if and you, I guess if you really want to go down a rabbit hole, maybe two, and then Jason X. <laughs> Jason X. <laughs> maybe cap that, it that off with Freddy is, versus Jason. That one is funny. Uh, this is a topic for another podcast. Now that I know you're on the Friday the 13th tip, maybe we'll get you a, Dude, I'm just on that. movies in Mikey's general. the movie guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, so, and what's the EP called? It's coming out that day or we, coming out? I don't out? know if we can I don't think we have yet. You don't name, have that out yeah, there yet? 100% Is, is it going to be out, though, for the show? It should be out the week before, right? Week of? Yeah, it should be. Yeah, okay. Well, fuck it. It's, well, you don't have to say no, it if you no, don't no, want to say yeah. it. Because remember, this is not coming out till that week. That's obviously. true. 
That's yeah. true. Yeah. So um, if you're listening, it might be out now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're in the future. We don't even know. Um, yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's, it's going to be We're called uh, Vacation. Okay. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Is it just Vacation? Are you going to call it the Vacation EP or what? V- vacation. Maybe Vacation EP because it is an EP, but... I don't know. That's I think cool. Spotify just labels them under EP yeah, anyway. Yeah, so I think it's, so. Just gonna be, it's not going to be the Vacation EP. EP. Vacation. EP. <laughs> right. Epic. That's, that's good. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, get your tickets. Uh, weekendyouthmusic.com. Dot com. You can Link go, in our bio. Yeah, check them Instagram. out on Instagram, weekendyouth. Mm-hmm. Underscore. Underscore weekendyouth. Yep. No, no weekend, weekend youth underscore. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Got it, yeah. yeah. Instagram, Facebook. Instagram the Weekend Youth guy doesn't want to give us his handle yeah dude that's what <laughs> you guys try oh yeah <laughs> so he's this guy from either china or japan and he is just adamant of he's like sitting on it you know i can't i can't i can't i can't and he like barely speaks english it's really funny to talk to him but he likes all our shit so. he likes it but yeah, yeah it's like so all right funny. yeah why not but it's like i tried to get the yoke one and it's some asian chick or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. but you right know on. maybe in the future well, so check them out. Weekend Youth. We got Mikey and James Yoke Yokoi here. Thanks, guys, it's for like coming six on. Names. <laughs> yeah, I only got one. Uh, Mikey, Michael, <laughs> Michael, Mike. All right. Well, again, thanks, guys, Thank and uh, hopefully yeah, we'll thanks. see you all at the show on the thirteenth. You fucking better be there. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll try. I'll see. We'll bring the podcast stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll do a live broadcast while we play. This is all you hear. Is <laughs> That'd be really funny if, if 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 Joel is like an announcer. <laughs> and now we can use. Okay, here we are. Their first song. <laughs> yeah, like a golf <laughs> yeah. commentator. Yeah, Mikey sits behind the kid. <laughs> He's about to count it off. Yeah. Get ready, everybody, ladies and gentlemen. This is the moment. One, two, three. We are in. We are live. We are live. Ooh, it looks like oh, Yo Yokoi has switched to the synth. <laughs> no, here we go. Yeah, not anymore. All right. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thanks. All right. Thanks again to Mikey Reinhardt and James Yokoi, a.k.a. Folklore, from the band Weekend Youth. Uh, Be sure to get tickets to their show. The show is on March 13th at Jam Sellers Ballroom. It's a really great local lineup. Get your tickets at the box office or on weekendyouthmusic.com. Uh, I'm going to play a little bit more Weekend Youth here before we sign off. Hello, hello, goodbye world All the boys and all the girls In such a hurry, it's all so blurry It's almost like they forgot about me Lost myself to a city street Days on days are on repeat Does it feel like a crazy guy to dance off the worry? Keeping on till you find your way When the sad girl smiles It's a dead giveaway Do they care? Let's take our time I'll give you mine, let's take our time Maybe it's a sign Let's take it slow, let's take our time It'll be just fine If you give me yours, I'll give you mine And we'll take our time Let's take our time If you give me yours Let's take our time Then I'll give you mine Let's take our time Cause we can't rewind Let's take our time I'm gonna be just fine
Okay, that was a little taste of Take Our Time by Weekend Youth. Again, check them out at their show, Jam Sellers Ballroom, on March 13th. Thanks again. I'm Joel One from All The Things with Joel One. Check me out on joelone.com, J-O-E-L-O-N-E.com. And you can also check me out on Instagram. And hopefully you're listening to this on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts or maybe even on my website. But next week we're going to have a recap of Disneyland. So get ready for that. Thanks again, everybody. Thanks again, everybody.